0: Welcome to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. I'm your host, Divinefulness Mary. Divinefulness is your sacred self empowered by your higher power's love. I'm an author, life coach, and survivor of childhood sexual abuse who has conquered post-traumatic stress. On Easter, God's love overwhelmed me and compelled me to create this podcast, a multi-faith mission to remind you how much God loves you and invite you to deepen your relationship with Him. Today's guest is Marcy Vautour. Marcy's higher power is love. I'm sure listeners will enjoy hearing your powerful story about your transformation from a bullying survivor to a bullying advocate. Hi, Marcy, and welcome to the show. First, let's find out a little bit about you and listen to a special poem you'll be reading that has helped you throughout your life. Then you can tell us your transformation story. So um, where are you originally from and where do you live? Well, I'm originally from Montreal in Quebec,
1: um, in Canada, okay. and I've lived all over Canada and part of the U.S. Oh, U.S.? And I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, also in Canada.
0: Hmm, interesting. All right, now let's hear your inspiring poem. Okay, my poem is on
1: grief. It's from Gwen Flowers. Mm-hmm. And she writes, I had my own notion of grief. I thought it was a sad time that followed the death of someone you love. And you had to push through it to get to the other side. But I'm learning there is no other side. There is no pushing through, but rather there's the absorption acceptance. Grief is not something you complete, but rather you endure Grief is not a task to finish and move on, but an element of yourself, an alteration of being, a new way of seeing, a new definition of self.
0: Wow, that is not only inspiring, it's just really groundbreaking because it just makes you think about grief in a totally different way.
1: Yes, it does. And grief hits so many different things on so many levels.
0: It's really a, an empowering poem. You're, you're making grief sound empowering, which it is in the way the poem expresses it. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay, uh, next, I think our listeners would like to hear about your bullying experiences uh, before we get into your Transformation stories. So if you could tell us a little bit about those.
1: Well, um, what I'm going to tell a little bit about myself. Um, I've always been hard of hearing, mm-hmm. and um, like I was hard hearing, we think at birth. Um, so, my entire life, um, I've always kind of gone through life where um, I've had an invisible disability. And I'm a lot older than most people. So back when I was younger, um, you didn't want people to know that you were hard of hearing. It was like a huge shame. And you did everything you could in your personal life and your work life so that no one knows. Um, I was lucky. Um, I was able to hide it. So I was able to move up the ranks in society. I say that in work. I was able to um, move up Um, in senior management, in the government. I was able to sit on many boards of directors. I was able to go to university, but I really wanna stress, it was not easy, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. So when someone else is going through it, it's not easy. It's extremely, extremely stressful. Um, You go home at night and you're, whole body is aching. You feel like you just meant to warn you back. It's unbelievable. Mm. And you're constantly living two lives. Um, It's uh, the life that you always have to keep secret. It's part of you that you can't tell anyone Mm. um, how hard hearing you are because there's that fear that if they know, oh, gosh, if they ever find out, then they'll get rid of you. Like I've been oh two years it's to work and they've said behind closed doors, they've taken me in and they've said, like the CEO will say, look, if anyone finds out that you have a disability, you're gone. Wow. Okay. Now, yes. Wow. And I know people say, well, you can go to human rights. You can go that, but I'm talking about years ago. Right. 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 It's not the same. And, Also, even now, it's extremely hard to prove, okay? Because it's you against them. Mm, Right, right. They have the power and you are this person that can't hear. And Mm. I've been in that situation. They say, well, you didn't hear it right, Mm. okay? Or for other people with disabilities, they'll say, oh, but you know, they have a disability. You know, they're not that smart. Mm-hmm. So you're always at that disadvantage. Okay. So that's why so many people hide and they don't want people to know. They don't even let loved ones know how bad it is. They keep that quiet. So my disability, my hearing was getting worse and worse. And as you know, everyone knows, we are getting more and more into, like, phones are everywhere hearing. Right, We're right. a hearing world. So, and anyone that has hearing problems, phones are a nightmare. Oh, like, yeah. absolute nightmare, okay? Wow, I don't they'll hang up on me because as soon as I say I'm hard of hearing, click. Okay? Um, happens a lot. Happens a lot. Or you get people mm-hmm. that all of a sudden start yelling at you. Okay. So I used to have like panic attacks, um, just the thought that I have to get on the phone. So 15 years ago, someone said, why don't you get a implant, cochlear implant, sorry, and mm-hmm. that will help you here. Right. So 15 years ago, I thought, wow. And to be honest, I was clueless. I didn't know what it was. hmm so, like all of us, I Googled it, okay. I laugh now, but anyway, that's how clueless I was. So, I Googled, what is it? Mm-hmm. And it showed these people on YouTube. And they got this, went for surgery, they got right. the implant, they went to their audiologist and they got, it's called activated. And click, they could hear. Wow. Wow. When you've gone through what I've gone through, Mm -hmm. who wouldn't jump to get something like that? Of course. course. Exactly, right? So I asked. And now the the hospital does put you Mm -hmm. through a whole set of things to make sure you're the right candidate. And I was. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very grateful. Like, I still am. Okay? Like, every day I thank God that, and I do, I thank God that, I got picked and then I got my implant. Um, There's so many people that don't. So I got mine, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) unfortunately my brain and body Mm -hmm. didn't like it. And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. mine didn't work like that. So when they activated it, Uh my brain said, nope, and my body said, nope, because it had been so used oh. to no sound. Oh. So all of a sudden it heard this sound. What mm. to me was like going to... Well, you're so used to it because you've been hearing all these sounds since birth, right? Right, so right. you know how to filter it out. Yeah.
0: My body and my brain didn't
1: know how to do that.
0: Oh, wow. Never thought about that.
1: Yeah. So... What my body did was, hmm. I started getting vertical and I started getting really dizzy and okay. throwing up. Sorry, but that's actually what happened. Oh, <laughs> but no. I couldn't have the implant on without that happening. Oh, geez. Okay. So yes. for five years, every single day, that's what happened. Oh, every day. As okay. soon as I put it on, the world would go around and around. Mm-hmm. I would get sick to my stomach.
0: Mm.
1: And I'd be down laying on the bed. So I worked with, at the hospital, I was extremely lucky. I didn't give up. Believe me, I didn't give up. I made every appointment. They, I worked with every audi- audiologist they had there, trying to figure out what we could they could do to get this to stop. And we finally
0: got it to stop after five years. So. Wow. But, it's amazing that it didn't affect your health dramatically. Yes, but you know what? Mm. Uh,
1: this is how I look at it. I even, I was really stressed back then and I was really down back then. Uh-huh. And I kept saying like, why is this happening to me? because this is not normal. Okay. This is right. Yeah, absolutely not. I was like way on the other end. Wow. It doesn't happen. There's so few people that they click and they hear right away. That's Mm -hmm. very few. Oh, okay. So when people see that, I do want to stress that rarely happens. Mm. It takes time. It takes work, but few people Mm -hmm. are like me. (laughs) Very few. Um, Unfortunately a lot of people give up. Oh so they sick. give up because they see on YouTube and they hear about these people, but here in six months mm-hmm. and they're struggling like what I went through. Right. Right. And they give up. They get some people have called me, well text me, and have been suicidal.
0: Oh gosh.
1: Right? because they're like, well, everyone else works. How come mine doesn't? Oh. What am I doing wrong? because we're so used to when you have a disability to blame yourself, right? What did I do wrong? Am I a terrible human being? No, of course not. And I've had a lot of people question their religion. I wonder if this is something because they're not a good person in life were they being punished, okay? And I never, I have to be honest, I never looked at it like that. Hmm. I honestly thought that I was going through this for a reason. Wow. Wow. Okay. I just didn't know the reason why. Hmm. So every time I had a meltdown, and there were many, <laughs> wow. I would wonder. Okay, I'd have my meltdown like everyone else has a meltdown. Right. Oh, sure. We've all had them. Okay. <clears throat> And then i would wonder okay afterwards i would sit calmly and have my talk mm-hmm. and ask for spiritual guidance and then i would talk on it and think on it mm-hmm. okay what's going on why am i going through this path mm-hmm. and i really had to think about like that you know because there was so many times when i was being bullied by
0: right.
1: the people that were supposed to help me.
0: Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes.
1: Incredible.
0: I can give it. It's
1: funny now. It's It wasn't Ben, but it was like, a. will have to say, it was like, have you ever had it, a situation when you feel like
0: someone sucker punched you? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we all have. I mean, I have.
1: Yes, well, I was getting so that I wasn't going out because I couldn't hear. And people were looking at me like my IQ was zero. Like I was really, really stupid. So it's getting more and more kind Mm -hmm. of going inward. And I'm very, very outgoing. So that was like the extreme opposite of who Mm -hmm. I am. And I was getting a little worried then, you know this is not good behavior. So I decided to look around. What kind of volunteer activities could I do mm-hmm. as the new me, the new deaf me? Mm-hmm. So and I don't sign. So okay, talking with me would mean writing a piece of paper. I lip read really well, but you'd have and you'd have to write it. Out. Uh-huh. So. There was an ad from a nonprofit organization that I know, and I used to volunteer at, Mm -hmm. and they had it. They were looking for someone to stand outside and hand out a piece of paper. You just had to smile Mm -hmm. and have a piece of paper. Okay. Uh That's great. I'll get outside. I don't have to talk to people. I just have to hand them. That's perfect. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there was a young lady... And we met and I, we were in her office and it was like really noisy outside because there's all these people. So I said, can we close the door? Because I'm almost deaf. Okay. And that was it. Oh, she no. stood up and she didn't look at my resume. She didn't look at anything. She said, um, thank you for coming in. And I was what? like, huh? Like, I didn't know what happened. Like, you know, all I said was, can we close the door? I'm I'm almost deaf. That was it. And she said, well, this it's over. And I'm I'm like, excuse me? I don't know That's what happened. Rude. Oh my God. And she said, we don't take people who are retarded.
0: <gasps> that is so cruel, rude. And
1: I know. I couldn't That's believe much it. I'm
0: professional. Gee. Yes. Yes.
1: And I will tell you that um, I had never been called that, said that in my life. Okay. So it
0: really was like a sucker punch to me. Oh. Um, of course, especially she, she, she didn't even give you a chance to, you know, to tell you about the, uh, for you to tell her your qualifications.
1: Well, you know what I—I I have to say that I was stunned. Like I know that many people would handle this different, mm-hmm. and probably way better than I did. But I actually was stunned. It stunned me. I felt like I was a like a little dog, and someone just stung me with zapped me. Um, I honestly didn't know what to say. Um, I just stood there almost like an idiot. I just, my eyes were like wide open and I'm like, so what I did was I asked her, um, could you write down what you just said? Be- because I honestly didn't think she said it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have to believe because um, she was so young. I don't know if it was age or just because she was so new at what she was doing, mm-hmm. but she wrote
0: it out really yes and you know okay no I'm one would openly being discriminatory i'm surprised she did that but i'm glad i know especially legally but i'm
1: not i had no intention of doing anything to hurt her in any way um my um how would i say it my passion Mm-hmm. is to educate okay mm-hmm. so if I were to do anything so some people may say you got to get rid of her you got to get rid of her out of her job see I don't work my personally don't want to do that I would rather educate her right and hope that she will not carry it and then come back mm-hmm. say six months check in right. on her that way because getting rid of her She'll find something else and she'll continue on doing that. That's true. That is so wise, you know, and then she'll really hate people with disabilities because then she'll remember me, that lady with a disability lost, uh, complained and I lost my job. So
0: it just compounds Mm -hmm. the problem. Right. And the fact, if you never say anything, and she's thinking, oh, it's just going to be easier next time. I could say whatever I want to anybody with a disability.
1: Yes. Yes. So I've been lucky that mm-hmm. I have, now that I've gotten, well, I'll get back to that. But I have seen her again. So I've been very fortunate. And I've been very, very lucky because after that situation,
0: Hmm. Um, I have to say that I felt very powerless and very, very lost. Wow. Of course. That's somebody openly discriminating you. Well, yes. Well, that's how it is. It's about your bread and butter. I mean, it's not just someone at a store not wanting to serve you. This is, you know, this is your livelihood.
1: Well, exactly. And then, you know, it's also like I felt like no one saw me. Oh. You know, like I'm standing there and I'm giving her a resume. Wow. Yeah. But she didn't look at it. She didn't see me as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I left. And that lesson really stuck with me.
0: Wow. So, of
1: course. So as weird as this sounds, I left there and I went mm-hmm. and I sat down on a bench. This is right downtown where I live, but right in the middle of downtown. Okay. And I'm sitting on a bench, and there's two ladies across from me. Mm -hmm. So we struck up a conversation, and we're talking. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but I never really realized at that time. We're talking, and, you know, I said, well, I'll be back. We made it kind of like a meeting again, and I said, I'll come back next Sunday. And I offered to bring, like, lunch, Mm -hmm. okay, with these people. I'm not even sure why, but anyway. So I brought something to eat, just something small, like cookies or something, and we ate. Uh Through the conversation, I found out that these two people Mm -hmm. were homeless. Oh. Okay. Wow. So I like to think of them... And I still do mm-hmm. my angels, my earth angels.
0: That is such a beautiful story. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause you know what? No one, everyone went
1: by them. We, they still do. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still friends with them. Okay. So okay. I was just going to ask you years now. now. Yeah. We've been friends now. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And we meet every Sunday.
0: Uh-huh. And I bring meals.
1: Yeah, I bring meals and they, I provide them with a the food. Okay? okay, so we have a meal together every yeah. Sunday and we eat together. And I tell them that um, I provide the food, mm-hmm. but every Sunday they provide me with hope. Oh, okay. And they That's really so do. Beautiful.
0: That is so, such a beautiful story.
1: They saved me. They really did. Um, they came into my life, and I truly, truly believe. Um, I hope this is okay to say this, but I truly believe that God put them in my path. It was like the worst situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. And then here are two beautiful earth angels that came into my life Absolutely. and got me to believe I hope.
0: definitely believe they're earth angels.
1: Yes, yes. And you know, and so then after that, they started, we started talking about that like, I mean, keep meeting on Sunday. And so they started telling me about, you know, experiences they had with bullying mm-hmm. and homeless. And, um,
0: you know, all about homelessness here in the city that I live in. Right, talk about invisible or feeling invisible, yeah. Exactly you hit the right word, they're invisible. I was invisible,
1: I still am in a lot of ways invisible. So, and a lot of people, a large majority of people that are homeless have disabilities. So what I did was I started, so Friday nights, I cook. Uh And then Saturdays I take to a group that they've introduced me to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I feed them, um, we have like like a meal mm-hmm. together. Okay. Some people feed and go and there's such a group, but I stay with them because mm-hmm. I've gotten to know them. Like you gotta remember, some of them were 15 when I first met them. Uh-huh. Now we've been doing this for 15 plus years with them. Wow. So, you know, they've grown. Oh. Okay. Their life has changed, so has mine. Um they've made such Transformations, so have I. And they really helped me to understand more about bullying. And I've learned that we're, even though, like, I'm very fortunate, I have a place to live Mm -hmm. and a place I have food. Right. Some of our bullying stories are not that different. We're still human beings.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yes. So we forget that sometimes. I think some people do. Like, you know, they look at people on the street and
0: they forget that they are human beings. Or sometimes worse, like you said, they get bullied themselves. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. So I think that's why um, I now, well, I've always done it. But really now I focus mm-hmm. on helping people like this, helping people that feel like they're invisible, they're voiceless. Wow. Cause I understand what it's like. And I think people feel safer coming to me or some people do because mm-hmm. they know that I really get it.
0: Well, cause you're authentic, you're, you know, you're a generous person with a big heart. And people sense that. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I try to be, I really do. I mean, you're a passionate, compassionate person to, you know, to come and bring meals to them even once, but to continuously do it on an ongoing basis and continue your relationship with them. I mean, that speaks volumes as to you know the type of person that you are and, and the type of people that they are as well you know, that you want to spend time with them?
1: I think you hit that one. Your last statement is the most important. Sometimes it's not the meal. It just, like meals are important. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think your last statement about spending time with them, not being scared of them, they know. Like we talk about that a lot where they say that because they haven't had a shower for a week or two. uh, People think, that they're gonna hurt them or that people will cross the street because they're scared of them. Um, You know, I've been doing this for all these years and no one yet has tried to hurt me. If anything, they've tried to protect me um, to make sure that no one hurts me because um, they know that I really do care about them. I really Mm -hmm. wanna make sure that they're
0: okay. Their children are okay. That's beautiful. Marcy, I know you serve on um, several boards of nonprofits and, and you offer your talents to them as well. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Well,
1: um, okay, boards that I'm on. I'm on um, Canadian Heart Hearing Association. Um, I'm also on, oh, um, Stride. That is um, a group of people Mm -hmm. that um, help to find justice in the community for people that something like this and they advocate for people. Um, That's the John Humphrey um, Center. Um, That's a really, really good group and they really try to help people in the community. Um, Right now, I have to say that I um, back down on a lot of boards to do Mm -hmm. more work on speaking. And I've been doing a lot of speaking engagements because I'm trying and writing, because I'm trying to get um, the word out about what's actually happening to people with disabilities. Um, That's great. I didn't know
0: that there are so many people that are homeless with disabilities. I mean, you never really think about that.
1: Yes. Yes, because they've asked me to please talk about it. because. And at first I was very nervous about, it. (laughs) can someone else? But I realized I have to be that person for now. And then I'm hoping other people will too. But for now, yes,
0: I have to take a stand and I have to do it. That's great. So um, I understand you're also a business coach. Can you tell us who do you serve and and how do you serve them? Well, how it started was... Um, I used to be a therapist
1: mm-hmm. until I went down. It's hard to be a therapist when you can't hear anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so what happened was um, then I started doing housing. Okay. And investments. And I absolutely love that. I have to say it works on a side of your brain that you don't normally use. hmm but what I did notice, I know I'm ingrained with disabilities, but what I noticed is how hard it is for people with disabilities to buy their own home. Really? Okay. That's another so, thing I never think about. Yeah. Yeah, like now there's lots of people with disabilities that have homes, so, okay? But all I'm saying is, is that when a person with a disability is on their own, single, mm-hmm. Right. No help from anyone else, no family members, no oh. married partner or right. single partner. And they're on their own. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows they have a disability. Right. The walls come up among mm. institutions, banks, mortgages, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, okay, that's in North America. That still hasn't changed. So what I started doing is helping people get their own home with disability. That is so cool. Yeah, I really loved it. I really, really did. It's really fun. Um, It also helps like how how some people, you have to go right back to the start. Like how would you do budgeting? How are you gonna go into the meeting? Because some people, um, you have to explain that, you know, you have to be truthful, but you also have to realize that everything you say, it's going to be used against you because mm-hmm. it is a numbering system and they really don't. Some situ, um, some institutions do not want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is changing. It's dramatically changing. And that's really, really good. It's positive. It's wow, a lot more positive now. So that's what I started doing. Okay. Um, and then from there I found that I was coaching so much. Mm-hmm. So uh, um. I decided that I want to start coaching, but I kind of moved towards more bullying, just because I was going through so much bullying myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so many of my clients kept asking everything when they came to see me, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. It was about bullying.
0: Now, wow. I just
1: want to mention one thing. When I read that poem, it's about grief. Yes. The reason I like that poem so much is that when you have a disability, Mm -hmm. um, often it is about grief. Okay. Hmm. Um, Okay. Um, When you lose your hearing, Mm -hmm. you grieve. And I honestly never thought about that until I was way up north wow. in the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. And I was so, I'll be really quick, but I was so lucky. I met a medicine man up there. And he did this little group. Mm-hmm. Okay, And I was invited. And it's very hard to get invited to this, but I was invited. So I went. And he was doing a thing on grief. A ceremony on grief. Oh, wow. Yes. And I'll tell you, I'm not one that will start bawling my eyes out, especially in front of people I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But he did this, and I started weeping. Like, I couldn't stop. And I thought, I was grieving my hearing loss. Oh, right. Oh. Yes, of course. of course. I never realized it. I went through my entire life and I never agreed that I, ne- I didn't have hearing and I had to let that go. Yes, yes. And he was absolutely, oh. Oh, he was the best. So I flew back home, well, mm-hmm. back to the old life, right. And I was very fortunate. I, Like, his ceremony was so powerful. Like, it just stayed, it's still with me. So I wrote him a letter. He didn't do this thing, the internet. So I wrote him a letter and I asked him, could I come back and you help train me? And I was expecting a no, but he said yes. Wow, that's great. Yes, I was another angel. (laughs) No kidding. Yes. I would say his name, but he's passed on now. And I want to keep quiet just for his family. But Mm -hmm. he was an angel. Mm -hmm. I will always be grateful for his time that he spent with me. Mm -hmm. Did train me in what the type of ceremony that he does. And I have to say that um, I have helped other people with this. And I really believe that. When you have a disability, mm-hmm. it's really important to go through this type of training. Um, now you don't have to go through the training, but to go through um, getting help for your grief to let go. Right, right. You know, and since then, I've taken, um, I've been certified in grief training. Oh. Yes. That's great. Yes. I, I just, it's so powerful and people don't. Realized that you it really helps you transform. It's helped me transform um, my own life and move on because we don't even realize it, but we're stuck. And whenever something happens, right away we go back and say, It's because I'm part of here, it's because of my disability. Mm. Okay. And um, a lot of times it's not. It's just, awesome. you know, awesome. sometimes life's just not there. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with my disability. It's just the way life is. Right. It's my path, and I just got to move on, but I can't get stuck. And when I was right. able to go through the grieving process
0: mm-hmm.
1: and transform, I re- like the butterfly, yes. <laughs> you know, you realize that Yeah, i better able to say, okay, that's life. Wow. And now move on. That's their issue. It's not my issue. It has nothing to do with me being having a
0: disability. Yes, yes. That is such a beautiful story, Um, Mercy. That's incredible. You've had an amazing life. You've had an amazing life. Well, thank
1: you. We all have. Uh, we really have. I'm just very fortunate that I, I see all my my angels, and I'm very grateful
0: every night and every day. Um, I give thanks for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, grief, like death, we tend to avoid dealing with it um, on, at every level, societal level. You know, uh, even in our own families. Um, it's, it's really sad because it's unfortunately a big part of life. Yes. Yes. And, you
1: know, have you noticed this? Yeah. I love pets. Okay. I'm a dog lover. Oh, me too. I that when my dog passed away. uh huh, Okay. Which was really, really sad. Um, people were able to support me which was very very nice and very comforting oh that's better and then say when a family member passed away really wow yeah i never noticed that i've been really looking at that for some reason it's exactly what you said it goes back to what you just said society we it's a topic that we don't know how to talk about right so somehow when it's a pet um, at that level, we're okay.
0: Right, right. Maybe Because, um, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head, maybe because it's about a dog, it's not a family member. Um, whereas if it's a family member, it might be too close to home because I remember myself the last few uh, years of my mother's death, she was in a hospital and then eventually in a nursing home for the last year or two. And, um, I had a friend, and, you know, she came and did visit with my mother once. But after that, I never saw her again.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling it was because it just freaked her out because she saw that, you know, that was her future or something like that. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. she did know how to talk to you. She did know. Yeah.
1: I've had people like that.
0: Like they just yeah, you know, no, I don't hold it against her, but it's just really, you know, it, it's it's just really sad because that's something important that you know you need to deal with, and um, yes. yes, what do you but what are you gonna do?
1: And see, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to open up that conversation. That's great, yeah, and talk about it, especially right now. We've had, I know myself, I've lost. Four people. Oh mercy! I'm so sorry. You know, in the last year, year. So I know that, um, and other people, it's the same thing. Like most people I know that have been affected, um, have lost someone, or know someone that's lost someone. Exactly. Yes. No, I do. Yeah. So um, we've had a couple, or I have had a couple, like um, like this, a webinar well, a webinar where we got together so we could have like an intimate conversation. Right, in very small group about how we're feeling. How can we move on? Um, just to kind of touch base with people, you know, let people know that, you know, not everyone is shut in a house and doesn't care. People care.
0: Exactly. They just, a lot of times people just don't know what to say and i love that ceremony that grief ceremony that was just so that's such a beautiful thing to have and and it's a shame we don't have something like that i mean yes we have you know funerals we have wakes but that's you know a lot of times it's it's a very sad um occasion where i know some people do celebrate you know their lives and and you know tell stories and and uh you know, I, know. That, I love when it's about stories and people are sharing their love for that other yeah, person. Yeah, it's really rare, at least to the ones I've been to. See, that to me is what it's all about. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. other community people
1: that love one human being. And that's all we have. It's a community. We have to stay together as a community.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: When you're doing this, in my humble opinion, that's you're touching base with people as a community. Your voice is making, shining a light and making a difference.
0: That's what that's what I think. Yes, because death, if they, if it hasn't already touched your life, it you know, unfortunately, will at some time. And to be able to have a you know, a, a different perspective or outlook or even a resource, um, you know, to go to. Um, you know, like I know there are grief support groups too at various um, churches and places of worship. But of yep. course, you know, um, with COVID, um, probably not much of that going on or maybe it's online it's still, it's, you know, it's not the same because the society it's really, that's more impactful. The, um, the distancing from really people that, you know, family, friends, coworkers, when they hear, you know, that someone died, they'll ask about the funeral, the wake. And then after that, kind of nothing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we can't um, like hug and touch people um, but you know there are other things like for okay do you have dollar store in the u.s yes yes we do uh, sorry it's <laughs> but, <perfect. laughs> okay. but you know here we have like a dollar store so i go in for the dollar store and get a little packet um like cards for like two dollars a dollar fifty okay and i do it once a week so for a and then, what I do is, um, my clients and people that are like I know are by themselves and don't have a support system, right. what I do is I send them a card. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's a personal card, it's not like it's not selling them anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. That's not the point of this. It's to touch base with people. Right. And let them know that I care. Let right. them know that there's someone on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I know that that has really helped people mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, it has helped people with mental health problems. Okay. Oh, right, right. It also <laughs> has helped several people who have reached out to me when they were concerned about their mental health. Oh. Because they called me and said,
0: look, I'm concerned. I think I need to go to the hospital. Oh, my God. That is so great, Marcy. You're literally saving people's lives.
1: Okay. So I think that some of these people would not have reached out. But when you make that, you close that gap. Right. Right. Okay. Every person doesn't have to take on many people. If you take five people or two people, each person, Mm -hmm. You know, cause there's so many people that are all by themselves. Yes, yes, exactly. And they don't talk to, they have no support system. Look, I sound like I'm
0: crying, but, but you know what I mean? But this is so important to me, I have no idea. It is, especially, you know, with the COVID um, you know, pandemic we've been living through, which has intensified it. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It
1: does. Right. Like I just got a call the other day, uh-huh. someone I know, she got the shot. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she had um, a negative reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's fine. But because of her um, disability, she didn't want to go to the hospital alone. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. And that's fine. She was worried, Um, she was having a reaction. She didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. So she just asked me if I could come by and take her. And I did. Oh, that's great, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly believe she called me because of the fact that I was sending her cards. Oh, okay. She knew that I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say, sorry, I'm busy. I, sure. I'll be there, I knew her address. So, okay, I'm on my way and I went, got her, we took her to the hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, and in this case, yes, you know, I understand right now because of the situation with the virus, they don't want to have people like, with um, like family or whatever. But Mm -hmm. in the case of someone that has a severe disability, you are able to go. Good, it's different in certain situations. Okay. Okay, and that's why now, I, you know, so I was able to go with her, she's fine now. But
0: I'm just saying, some of these little things that we can do, do help. Yes. And who's, you know, who would have thought Just just sending cards, you know, to someone to support them? Yeah, just say hi. Would, uh, I would up. That. <laughs> that's how usually how I start.
1: How are you holding out? That's beautiful and then have my address. I'm not worried, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not, we have to stop being
0: scared of people. That's true. That's so true. Maybe instead of just saying, you know, let me know if I could ever do anything for you, just picking up the phone or sending a card or a letter saying, you know, I'm, you know, I hope you're doing well. I'm here to love and support you in any way I can, Um, you know, maybe take them uh, a dinner or something and just something small like that, just to to be consistent and let them know that you're there. Exactly, exactly.
1: I never even think of picking up the phone because where I'm hardly hearing, I don't think of (laughs) that. You know what I mean? But that to me, is fantastic. If someone could do that like pick up the phone, that's even better than what
0: I'm doing because it's a human voice. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily better. It's just different because I was just thinking, you know, having a, a, a card that, I mean, they can read that over and over and over again, you know, if they're ever feeling lonely and, you know, think that they can't really talk to anybody. Everybody's, you know, everybody, try, they try to maybe bring it up to kind of changes the subject. I mean, you never know. But they've got your card there and you're like well you know marcy's um you know says so she's you know uh, sending me love and support and says that, that she's there for me so you know what i, I need somebody right now and i'm going to reach out to marcy and there's i'm um, i think we're very lucky because there's
1: so many of us out there that are giving love mm. and we're making an impact like yeah. you if like you show i'm doing it with my cards <laughs> but, there's, <laughs> but there's so many of us you know it we're all about stuff.
0: love you know it is you're right you're absolutely right god is love and so are you and so are our listeners and so am i and you know every morning um with my morning love meditations i read the um uh I, i'm christian catholic well kind of quasi so <laughs> So I read the, um, the scripture, I think it's Corinthians 13, I forget exactly where, where it says, you know, God is, you know, God is love, um, God is patient, you know, and it gives you like a litany. And I always read it, when I read it, I say, God is love. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 love is patient. And I tell myself, be patient, love is kind, be kind. So it's not just telling us about you know, the spectacular way God loves us, it's about how we should be loving each other. Yes, yes, that's beautiful, yes. Okay, so um, it's been great having you on. I just wanted to ask you a a couple more questions and then we should probably wrap up. Um, If people are interested in the nonprofits that you mentioned, how can people contact them? And if you could tell us the nonprofits again. Well, well, I think that if they're interested, what I would suggest, they can
1: contact me. Okay. Okay. And then what I would suggest is that we would talk to see exactly what they're looking for. All right. Because there's so many. And um I can kind of point them in the direction that they might want to go. Okay. And, um, Same, like if they call and they want to talk to you, you can kind of point them in what direction in your area. Well,
0: it's the same. Okay. So what about you, uh, your coaching services? Um, Do you want to remind us about that? And then, um, you know, talk about how people can contact you regarding your coaching services. Sure. Um,
1: Well, most people find me, but you can find me anywhere on social media okay Okay. right now my website's down so i apologize for that um i'm trying to fix it up and make it a little better so um but you can find me anywhere on facebook just send me a private um message and my schedule is there so you can book a session. And then what we do is we talk to make sure I'm the right person for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not, what I usually do is I suggest someone might, that might be better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I really like to try to help people to get the best person for them. And if it's not me, I don't take it personally. Um, we really have to find the right fit. Right. And sometimes that right. takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that's what I usually suggest to people. Okay. All right, and um, I'll include your your Facebook um, handle in um, in the comments of this uh, episode, so people can do that. I know it's Marcy Vatour. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, you did. That's good. <laughs> My high school yeah. French came you know came in handy per a change. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marcy. It's been, uh, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. We've learned so much and yours is certainly an inspiring story. And thank you for continuing to advocate for bullying survivors everywhere, especially in the disability community. And I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate this. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Please take a moment today to remember how God has lifted you up over the years and consider deepening your relationship with Him. And remember to take care of God's precious gift, you. Thank you for listening to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. Join me next Monday for more about God's passionate love for you. Find out more about international anti-bullying nonprofit resources for people with disabilities and Marcy's business coaching services by finding her on Facebook. You'll find a link to Marcy's Facebook page in our show notes. That's Marcy Batour. Her last name is spelled Visen Victor A U and Tom O U R.